Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering all the daily events of the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about the events and updates for April 8th, 2020. We are going to start out with the British royal family. Now, when I originally wrote this script, there was nothing. Since then, we had a couple of additions late in the evening in the UK. Um, So, first, from the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall, uh, they released a new photograph of themselves with their two dogs on the occasion of their 15th wedding anniversary, uh, which is tomorrow, so we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Um... And then, at like 10 p.m. UK time, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge released a video of them touring a school by video, Um, and this school is in Lancaster, and it is staying open um, to provide a place for um, vulnerable children, as well as children of um, essential workers, to go um, and be safe, and so the school is practicing um, social distancing, and they are um, doing a really great job of keeping normalcy for these kids. Um, so some of the kids, there was one child who, um, whose mom works for the NHS, um, and they got to share a little bit with Will and Kate about, you know, what their parents are doing, um, and Will and Kate were just you know, they're always great with kids, and it was just really fun to see them interacting this way. Um, and so this is another royal family to do a um, virtual tour. We're seeing it a lot in the Netherlands and Sweden, um, and I'm just loving it so much. Um, and so that is what we had for the British royal family. And now we are going to move on to Belgium. <laughs> Today, King Philippe visited UZ Brussels, where he um, spent time at the facility learning about all their work and additional capacities during COVID. Um, so UZ Brussels is a hospital um, for the um, for the area, um, and this hospital is so cool. They have set up their own like sewing workshop um, where they have volunteers who are making masks and aprons for the staff. Um, which I just think is so cool, and again, like, hashtag in this together is a real thing, and Belgium is demonstrating it fantastically, um, and so that is what we had going on in Belgium, and now we are going to move on to Denmark. Prince Frederick posted to the Danish Royal House Instagram and social media accounts today um, that he was at an airfield in Copenhagen 
where he was there to greet a cargo delivery of protective equipment from China. Um, So this was coming in on, like, the second largest cargo plane in the world. Um, And it was a delivery to Denmark of 1 million face masks and 170,000 protective suits, as well as some other um, personal protection equipment. Um, This was being delivered from China. Um, I don't quite know if it was from Alibaba or the Chinese government, Um, but again, like, just amazing um, global community that we're seeing um, do its thing right now. Um, So that is really, really great. Um, And that's what we had going on in Denmark. And now we are going to move on to the Netherlands. Queen Maxima visited a um, series of hotels and restaurants in Amsterdam where um, she was there to learn about their situation in in coronavirus. Um, So obviously, as one can imagine, the hotel industry is extremely impacted as well as restaurants. Um, I know our restaurants are not taking as much of a hit um, because we have carry out and delivery, but I'm not sure if that is something that is as common in European countries, um, but she was able to talk with a few hotels and restaurants, um, about their situation, um, and then she also visited, uh, Peter Smith, which is a transport company, um, and this particular company is actually in the business of breaking down and delivering, um, concert stages and decor, or also, like, sporting events, Um, and some other big time events. And obviously those aren't happening because we can't gather in large groups. Um, so this particular company is really impacted, but I think they are, um, kind of adapting and making a difference. Um, and I'm just loving that Maxima is visiting, um, businesses and companies that are being extremely affected but, like, not everyone is thinking about. Um, so, like, for example, her first, um, visit, um, post, like, COVID happening was to a plant nursery, um, and now this logistical company that has lost its, um, traditional business opportunities that it had had. Um, so really good work from the Dutch royal family. Um, and now we are going to move on to Norway. Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit had a video conference with the Norwegian Red Cross. Um, so Metamarit is patron for the Red Cross, um, and during this video conference, they talked about um, the Easter holiday, um, what kinds of things are going to be changing a little bit for the Red Cross, and how much has been changed and adapted already. 
because as we all know, things are changing by the minute, hour, things are just kind of ever changing. Um, so they talked about how the Red Cross is adapting to that situation. Um, and the photo that was taken of the Crown Prince couple, um, was taken by their son, Prince, uh, Sphere Magnus, which just makes me happy, um, that they were including him a little bit. And that was the update from Norway today, and now we're going to move on to Spain. King Felipe and Queen Letizia. Um, we are going to start with the video conference that they had together. Um, they had a video conference with representatives from the Worldwide Health Organization um, headquarters in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Um, and during this phone call, they were um, educating themselves about the phase two that the WHO has of the Strategic Response and Preparedness Plan. Um, and I think this is, you know, mostly because, um, phase two seems like it's a wind down and Spain luckily is starting the wind down. It is by no means over in Spain, um, but it is winding down, um, their number of cases and number of deaths is decreasing every day, which is fantastic. Um, and then Felipe had his day full of solo meetings. Um, so he started by having a phone call with the director, with the general director of Armin Group, which is a group focused on mountain tourism. Um, and then he had an in-person meeting with the Minister of Justice, where they just talked about the coronavirus situation in general. Um, and then he spoke with the General Council of Priests in Seville and Malaga, where he sent his encouragement and best wishes for Holy Week, um, because, you know, Holy Week is a really big deal in Spain, um, and it's just not happening. <laughs> um, it is to some extent, but everything is just not the way one would expect, um, which I know has got to be really, really hard. Um, and then he ended his day of meetings with the governor of the Bank of Spain, who he met with by telephone, and they were talking about um, the economic impact that COVID could potentially have. Um, and then uh, Queen Letizia spoke with representatives for the Cale program by the um, Secretariat General Gypsy Association. So she has already recently talked to this group, um, but today was International Romani Day, um, and Letizia wanted to honor that by learning about the situation that gypsy women specifically are facing um, in the vulnerable population. So that is what was going on in Spain, and now we're going to move on to Sweden. <laughs>
actually there was nothing new in Sweden, but because I was not in my best state of mind yesterday, I missed something. Um, so I want to talk about that now because it is really, really important. Um, so I missed the fact that Crown Princess Victoria uh, was participated in a video conference with the Swedish Paralympics Association. Uh, so Victoria holds an honorary seat on the International Paralympic Committee. Um, and because the Olympics have moved from this summer to the summer of 2021, um, the group was talking about what that would mean for the Paralympic Games and the Paralympic sporting um, events um, since the Paralympic Games are also moved to 2021. Um, so, sorry I missed that yesterday, um, but I'm just amazed that I got a podcast out at all. Um, and so that is the end of our daily rundown, and now we're going to do a deep dive into the heirs to the throne for the United Kingdom, Belgium, Denmark, and the Netherlands. So we are going to start out with Charles, Prince of Wales. Um, and one thing that I'm going to do is start off by reading their correct titles. Um, because I just think that's really important. And I don't always do the best job of that on this podcast, but I want to try to do better. Um, so Charles, Prince of Wales, um, was born Charles Philip Arthur George on November 14th, 1948 to the then Princess Elizabeth and Prince Philip. At four years old, Charles became the heir apparent to the throne when his mother became king. During this time, he automatically took most of the titles associated with heir to the throne, except for two, um, one of them being the Prince of Wales. That is a title that has to be conferred upon you. Um, so Charles was educated by a governess from five until eight, and then he began attending school. Um, he is the first heir to the throne to have ever attended a regular day school. Um, and during his entire education, he attended several different schools, including um, the boarding school Gordonston and some exchange programs. Um, he attended Trinity College, which is a part of the Cambridge University system, as well as spent a year at a university in Wales, where he was primarily focused on learning Welsh history, given that he was Prince of Wales. Um, so Charles was given the title of Prince of Wales when he was 10 years old, though he did not have his investiture ceremony until 1969 at the age of 21. Um, and so an investiture ceremony is similar to a coronation, um, but not held in a church and not quite as pomp and circumstancy. Um, Charles started his work as a royal very, very quickly. Um, in 1976, he began the Prince's Trust, which is an organization that is set up to help vulnerable populations and young people find jobs and reach their full potential. Uh, Charles married Lady Diana Spencer in 1981. They had two children together, William and Harry. Um, their marriage ended in 1977, and now Charles is married to Camilla Parker Bowles. Charles has been, um, as, we've as we've talked about many times on this podcast, Charles is a huge advocate for climate um, and protecting the environment, um, and has been for a very long time. Um, currently, Charles is the oldest heir to the throne anywhere. 
He is the longest-serving Prince of Wales, and when he becomes king, he will be the oldest person in the United Kingdom to ever take on that role. And now we're going to move on to Princess Elizabeth, Duchess of Brabant. Princess Elizabeth was born on October 25th, 2001, as Elizabeth Teresa Maria Helena, to the then Prince Philippe and Princess Mathilde. She became heir apparent to the Belgian throne upon her father's enthronement on July 21st, 2013. Um, this is because of a um, equal primogeniture law that was passed in Belgium in 1991, guaranteeing that whoever the oldest child is of the um, in the line of succession, they would become the king or queen. So she is expected to become Belgium's first queen regent. Um, Elizabeth began her education at a private Catholic school in Brussels um, and is now finishing her program um, at the UWC Atlantic College in Wales, which is a boarding school, um, and she is due to graduate in May, although given COVID, Things are a little up in the air, but she is still expected to complete her program. Um, her first public speech was given on her 18th birthday, um, so October 25th of 2019. Uh, and during this event, she also received the Order of Leopold I from her father. Um, there isn't really much to talk about with her because she has just reached adulthood and has not begun her life as a full-time working royal. And now we are going to move on to Crown Prince Frederick of Denmark. So Frederick was born on May 26, 1968, as Frederick Andre Inric Christian um, to Princess Margrethe and Prince Henrik. Uh, he is named for his maternal grandfather, who was king at the time of his birth, um, as well as in tradition of naming convention in Denmark for kings as Frederick or Christian. Um, so Frederick became Crown Prince of Denmark automatically upon his mother's ascension to the throne on January 14th, 1972, when he was three years old. He attended school in Denmark. A, he boarded at a school in Normandy, France for a year, and then he has a bachelor's and master's degree in political science from the Danish University at our house. Um, he worked for three months at the Danish UN mission in New York and also for the Danish embassy in Paris. Uh, after this time, Frederick joined the Navy and reached the equivalent of uh, Navy SEAL status. He married, married, he married Mary Donaldson on May 14th, 2004, and they have four children, Christian, Isabella, Vincent, and Josephine. Um, a lot of the organizations he works with are focused on scientific research, climate change, and sustainability, as well as sports, health, and fitness. Uh, one of his big roles is that he sits on the International Olympic Committee. And now we are going to move on to Katerina Amalia, Princess of Orange. Princess Katerina Amalia was born on December 7th, 2003, as Katerina Amalia Beatrix Carmen Victoria. Uh, her middle names include both of her grandmothers, as well as um, the name of her godmother, Crown Princess Victoria. Um, Amalia was made Princess of Orange, which is the title of heir to the throne in the Netherlands, upon her father's enthronement 
on April 30th, 2013. Amalia, which is the name she goes by, um, attended a public primary school and now attends an independent Protestant school that has a strong focus on education and learning. Amalia is 16 years old, so there isn't much that I um, can talk about or know because she's a child and has obviously not begun her life as a full-time working royal. Um, And that is it for today's episode of the Daily Royal. I will be back tomorrow with a rundown of all the events, as well as the remaining three heirs to the throne. Um, And we will talk more then. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay well. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.